I can confidently say these blogs were absolutely a turning point for my business and in full transparency, we doubled our revenue in 2020. I attribute a lot of that success to the SEO strategy we used in writing out blogs. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Drew. Welcome to the Let's Venture podcast. Here, we celebrate the wins, learn from the losses, and teach you tools to propel your small business forward. From feeling stuck in my healthcare career to creating a thriving photography business. To Molly poaching me for my corporate job. We're here to teach you how to build the small business of your dreams. Each week, you'll find yourself feeling motivated, encouraged, and in good company. That's us. So grab your drink of choice. And let's venture. S-E-O. Let's talk about SEO. Okay. Wow, Molly, let's save everyone's eardrums. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things about SEO. Okay, (laughs) I promise I'm done with the singing, but not done with talking about SEO because today on the podcast, we are deep diving into a topic that is essential for growing a small business, but it can also feel a bit overwhelming. Yeah, tell me about it. I had no idea what SEO even meant until you taught me a few years back. Actually, Drew, I don't think I've told you this story before. Oh, yeah? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I run an adventure wedding and elopement photography business called Between the Pine. And when I first started, I decided one day to Google Between the Pine. I thought it would be so cool just to see my company show up in a Google search. So I go to Google, type in Between the Pine, And literally a scary movie showed up called like Beyond the Pines. Oh, wow. Yikes. I know. And Between the Pine was nowhere to be found. I had no idea how to fix this and felt very defeated, to be honest. But then a few weeks later, I was tuning into a podcast. And for the first time, I heard the term SEO. And over the past six years, I have become quite the super fan of SEO, and I cannot wait to help demystify this topic so you won't show up behind a scary movie in a Google search like I did. So I got to know, do you show up first now? Oh, great question. Before we hit record today, I did Google Between the Pine, and we now take up the entire first page of the search, and there is no scary movie to be found. Wow, the entire first page. I know. Started at the bottom, literally, and now we're here. Impressive. (laughs) All right. So today we are going to talk through SEO specifically for blogging. We will start with what the heck SEO is, why it matters, and jump right into how to blog like an SEO pro. Again, I know this topic can feel overwhelming and foreign, but stick with me because it just might transform your business like it transformed mine. Okay, Molly. So you've taught courses on SEO over at Between the Pine and built a website with hundreds of thousands of monthly visitors. I personally am not the most well-versed in SEO. So to start out, can you give us a little elevator pitch of what SEO even means? Totally. Okay, so let's start with the basics. What SEO even stands for? So SEO stands for search engine optimization. The dictionary definition of SEO is the process of improving the quality and quantity of traffic to your website from search engines. So when you type something into Google, they use an algorithm to populate your results. Websites with content Google deems relevant and of high quality will show up on page one. In simpler terms, SEO is ensuring you are doing everything you can to make sure your website shows up on page one so your customers can easily find you. So it's about getting more and more of the right people, i.e. your actual customers, to your website. Yeah, you got it. So how did I do on my elevator pitch? Hmm, it could use some work. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> but it'll do for now. So <laughs> SEO is is cool. Nerdy. 
Okay. But it goes beyond the cool website design. Yes. Right. Okay. So, but if I was a business owner, which I am, help me understand why it matters to implement into my process of writing blogs and why should I keep doing it long-term? Okay. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. I love meat and potatoes. Okay. Side note, favorite type of potatoes go. Uh, I like just straight mashed, but it's got to have some cheese in it. Like cheesy mashed potatoes. Okay. I'm with you there. Or hash brown. You know what? There's, I can't decide. You have to decide. <laughs> You're decide. in the hot seat. Hash browns. Hash no, browns? No, no. Mashed potatoes. I'm going to say- I'm going to say twice baked potatoes. Ooh, wow. Extra cream, extra cheese. Wow. Okay. Extra cream and extra cheese. All right. Back to SEO. We're going to serve you up some extra cream and extra cheese today. Yes. On SEO. All right. Let's go. Okay. So let's go back to Drew's original question. If you're a business owner, why does it matter to implement SEO into your process and your strategy? So Here we go. Let's dive in. SEO truly matters for so many reasons, but I will narrow it down to my top two reasons. First, it's free advertisement. If you do SEO correctly, you don't have to pay a dime to show up on page one for keywords. And in turn, that can give you increased revenue. So for context, Between the Pine generates about half of its leads, which in turn is revenue from organic searches, aka the SEO strategy we use makes us money and grows our business. Wow. Wow. Molly, this reminds me of a story during the beginning days of the pandemic when you went full throttle into elopement SEO blogs and resources. What was like the thought process behind doing that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. All right. So I'm going to take us all back to March of 2020. Ooh, don't take us back there. I know. But like so many of us, I was a little panicked and questioned what this would do for my business. The world was shutting down here in Washington. Everything was shutting down. Yeah. So the SEO nerd I am, I hopped onto Google Trends, which is a tool I'll talk about a little bit later. But essentially, I just wanted to see what's happening in the wedding world in relation to people's search terms. So I hop onto Google Trends and I start studying what keywords are being searched. I found that keywords like how to postpone your wedding and what to do when your friends have to cancel their wedding were skyrocketing, but there are no resources for these keywords. You were just early. Yes. You could literally see the week before it was no data at all. And then the following week when I was searching, it was off the charts. Because obviously that rarely happened until COVID when it happened 99% of the time. Right. So... I saw this was happening. And so I called an emergency team meeting. As one does. Yes. So at the time I was a team of three. So I called in my other two gals that worked with me. And basically we made a plan and worked around the clock to create resources to help couples, families, and friends in relation to COVID weddings. And it worked. Wow. So because we targeted these specific SEO keywords, we ended up getting over a half million monthly views. We are picked up by HuffPost and we even beat out New York Times for ranking on Google. That's incredible because you use the right keywords. Yes, and strategy. Okay, got yeah. it. And I can confidently say that these blogs were absolutely a turning point for my business. And honestly, in full transparency, we doubled our revenue in 2020. And I attribute a lot of that success to, of course, the very odd circumstances and kind of being in the right industry, but also the SEO strategy we use to write out those blogs. Okay. I'm bought in. That's incredible. You have my attention. 
I'm understanding the importance of SEO for blogs, but I'm still missing like the how. I, like I want to know like the formula you use to actually show up on page one for those COVID resources. Okay, let's do it. Let's break down how to create an SEO blog. So for our listeners right now, if you have a pen and paper handy, this might be a good time to start taking notes or pull up the notes section on your phone because I'm going to go step-by-step of how I create SEO blogs that show up on page one of Google. The first thing you're going to need to do is decide on a keyword. What the heck is a keyword? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> a keyword is essentially the focal point of what your blog's going to be about. And your hope is, is that you decide on a keyword that someone could search in Google and then your blog post would show up. How to choose a keyword. Here's a few tips. Like I mentioned earlier when I was talking about using SEO strategy during COVID, I talked about using Google Trends. So what Google Trends is, is it's a tool that you can use for free and you can essentially type in variations of a topic and you can see what is currently trending and you can also compare keywords side by side. You can compare up to five keywords at a time. So for example, since Drew and I love old fashions, I'm going to use old fashioned recipe as a keyword example. So what I would do is go onto Google Trends because I've decided now I want to write a blog post on the best old fashioned recipe. Naturally. Of course. And should we tell them the secret of an old fashioned recipe? Yeah. It's brown sugar, simple syrup. It's so good. It transforms the cocktail. Don't go get store-bought simple syrup. You got to use brown sugar simple syrup. Yes. One to one. One to one. Cup of brown sugar, cup of water. Boom. To make your simple syrup. Anyways, we're going to use the example of making the best old fashioned recipe. So I'm going to go onto Google trends and type in old fashions and see what comes up. And then I might type in best old fashioned recipe. And then I might type in old fashioned recipe or old fashioned drink or whiskey old fashioned. And those are five examples of things that I could compare side by side on Google Trends. And what's incredible about this is I can see which variation of wording do I want to use for my keywords so that I have a better chance of getting the right people in front of my blog. Okay. So a keyword is what your blog post is about. And then you use Google Trends to determine the wording of that keyword. Yep. You've got it. Great. All right. So step one is complete. We've determined a keyword. Step number two is to create an outline. So my team and I always use Google Docs to create our outlines. And the reason we do this is the Google Doc can be a living document and it's saved somewhere besides just the website's blog. So when you're creating an outline, you want to start with what are the main things that you want to cover in this blog post? Within the outline, there are a few things you want to keep in mind. You want to make sure the title of the blog post has your keyword, and then you want to create subheadings throughout your blog post that use the keyword or variations of the keyword. Going back to our old-fashioned recipe, here are some ideas of what the subheadings could be. We could talk about in this blog post what ingredients are in an old-fashioned, who invented the old-fashioned, how long does it take to make an old-fashioned, old-fashioned ingredients, the best whiskey for making an old-fashioned. So as you can see, I started to create an outline just by using the keyword and then things that would make sense in talking about an old fashioned, talking about the type of whiskey, the ingredients, fun little fact of who created it. These are just ideas of what I could use as subheadings, but this is what's going to create overall my outline. Interesting. So on all the subheadings, you have a variation of your keyword, which is old fashioned recipe. 
So it says old fashioned, who invented the old fashioned, things like that. They're all variations. Right. I'm talking about more than just the recipe. So I'm talking about other things that pertain to an old fashioned that someone who's making that recipe might be interested in. And it gives variety to your blog too. Yes. Interesting. All right, cool. All right. So we have our keyword. We've created our outline. So now it's time to write the blog. Woohoo! The biggest encouragement and piece of advice I can give you when you're writing the blog is you're going to use your outline. You know what your topics are. But as you're writing, don't try to overthink putting the keyword in every spot you think is possible. Simply write, write in a way that makes sense. And then when you're going through your blog, once you've written it, that's when you have an opportunity to go through and add the keyword where it would make sense to add it, but it doesn't feel spammy like it's every other word is old-fashioned recipe, old-fashioned, old-fashioned recipe. So I'm going to kind of explain how you can write a sentence and then how you can kind of beef it up to make it SEO friendly. Here's my example. Today, I'm sharing how to make an awesome cocktail. Great sentence. This is how, though, you can make it a little more SEO friendly. With your keyword in mind. With your keyword in mind. Exactly. An old-fashioned is hands down one of my favorite whiskey cocktails. And today, I'm sharing everything you need to know from making the perfect old-fashioned. That's great. It sounds like a smooth, readable sentence. Right. So I'm using so many keywords in there. Cocktail, whiskey, old-fashioned recipe, but I didn't put it in a way that sounded like today I am sharing how to make a whiskey cocktail that is an old fashioned recipe or something that just felt robotic. Robotic. Yes. Hey, Jinx. Jinx, You owe me a Coke. Wow. Or a whiskey Coke. (laughs) Ooh, let's go. (laughs) All right. So that is step number three. This is the step that's going to take you the longest, most likely just because you're having to write quite a bit. But pretty short in explanation. So moving on to step number four. So just to recap, we have our keyword, you created an outline, you wrote the blog and weaved in those SEO related keywords and the actual keyword. And now it is time to publish your blog. What if I want to add like pictures to my blog though? Cause I don't want just words on the page. Drew, look at you becoming an SEO guru. Pro. 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 Yes. All right. So this is for our team, at least the point where we take all of the copy from our Google Doc and we're going to start creating a draft on our website for a blog. So what we do is we put all of the copy in and we make our subheadings into heading twos and our actual title into a heading one. And then we kind of decide where are we going to put pictures? How are we going to make this visually appealing? So like Drew asked, what if I want to add pictures? Like how, how do I do that? Is there any tips on that? And the answer is absolutely. I don't just plop them in the blog, right? You want to put them in strategic places, right? So you want to have pictures and maybe like videos, anything that just gives it a creative. It's a break for the eyes. A break for the eyes. Thank you. Those were the words I was trying to find. So you want to give your eyes a break, like you said, when you're reading, but you also don't want to have it where you have two sentences and then like 50 photos. Right. So some quick tips on when you're adding things that are visually appealing, such as photos, you want to make sure that those images are small, compressed JPEGs. So did I lose you? Please come back. I promise I'm going to explain this. So all the images should be compressed JPEGs. You can go to a website called compressedjpeg.com. So simple. So simple. And they will do it for you for free. 
All you have to do is drop all your images in there. They'll make sure they're as small as possible. And you want your images to be small because you want your page to load quickly. That's kind of getting more deeper into SEO. So I'm going to stop there. But I promise don't skip this step. Make sure that your images are compressed JPEGs. The next thing about your images is you want to make sure all of them are named your keyword of your blog along with your company name. For example, since this blog post is about an old-fashioned recipe, my image name would be old-fashioned-recipe-between-the-pine. So you're telling me search engines not only search the blog words, but it searches the photos within the blog. Yes, exactly. So this is huge for people use Google images a lot. And so when you name your photo correctly, your photo can show up then in Google images as well. So not only just the traditional search engine where it's looking at the copy, but it's also looking at the images too. Another way to win. Another way to win. Wow. That's amazing. You can do that straight up through photos. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? You're learning so much about SEO. So much. Are you as excited as I am? This is pretty cool. Okay. When you have your images, when you have your copy and you're putting that all into the blog post and getting it ready to publish, the last thing you want to do is make sure it's easy to read. The font. I understand that fonts can be cool and trendy. That's awesome. But you want to make sure your font is extremely easy to read. What I recommend doing is asking a friend or family member to look at your font to confirm they can actually read it. There might be a font you love, like typewriter font, I think is so cool. But creating an entire blog post in a typewriter font is going to be pretty difficult for someone to read. The next thing you want to think about is your font size. Again, ask a family member or friend about their opinion. Feedback is a good thing when you're trying to understand your user experience. And then finally, kind of going back to the flow of the photos to the copy, you just want to make sure there's a really good balance of you have your topics, then you have photos that are engaging back to your topic. All right, Molly, you have given us a ton to think about in the short amount of time we've talked I know. I kind of want like SEO super nerd on us. And literally my heart rate is up right now. I'm so excited. Wow. I mean, you could tell you have a lot of passion for it. I think it's because SEO can feel so intimidating and overwhelming. And I really just want to help make this topic approachable because it has transformed my business and I know it can transform our listeners. Okay. Can you give the listeners a quick summary of the how-to for SEO for blocking? Absolutely. All right. So first and foremost, you're going to go decide your keyword and you're going to use Google Trends for this. The next thing you're going to want to do is to create an outline with a title with your keyword in it and subheadings that use your keyword and variations of your keyword. Next, you're going to write the blog. You want to try to organically weave in the keywords to the copy. And then finally, you want to make it visually appealing for a positive user experience. Make sure that your font's easy to read and that your photos are compressed. Any final tips, Molly, for our listeners today? Bonus round here. Oh, you know I'm all about an overtime. Oh, come on now. Here we go. Okay, here are your final tips and don't miss these because they are important too. When you're making your URL, you want to make sure that the URL has your keyword in it. So going back to our old-fashioned recipe example, I would want my URL to be betweenthepine.com slash old-fashioned-recipe. This is really important for SEO. And the last thing you want to do is promote the blog. You want to share it with your community to increase traffic. I get it. This step can feel a bit overwhelming. Or you might be thinking, 
Molly, I don't even have a community. I haven't even started my company, but I bet you have family and friends and I bet they would be excited to read what you've written. So if you are just starting out, Facebook is a great place to drop a link for your new blog post because you better bet grandma's aunt's sister cousin just might click on it. Get the word out. Get the word out. Any way you can. Yes. So I always encourage people to post that you have a new blog post on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and if you have one, an email list. Well, the stoke for SEO is high over here. Yes, it is. Let us know what you think. Or if you put this in action, send us your blog post. We can't wait to see you ranking on page one of Google. And not behind a scary movie. Not behind a scary movie. All right. If you want to learn more about SEO, head over to our Facebook group where we are having a Q&A all about SEO. There is so much more to SEO than what I talked about today. So if you're wanting clarity on something we talked about, or if you have a more complex question, the Facebook group is the place to be. You can join our community on Facebook by going to lets-venture.com slash Facebook, and that will get you where you need to be. And lastly, we created an entirely free SEO blog post checklist. It covers what we talked about today and goes into more detailed steps to ensure your blog post has all it needs to skyrocket on Google. You can head to lets-venture.com slash SEO to download the guide. And that too is linked up in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. See you again next week.